Welcome to Mouthing Off with Olivia. Hey guys, it's Olivia Caridi from The Bachelor, the girl with probably the biggest mouth you've ever seen. But now I'm using my huge mouth to talk really smart things with my favorite reality stars, influencers, YouTubers, you name it. They're gonna mouth off too. Bam! This is Mouthing Off with Olivia. Okay, guys, we have a Bachelor Nation human this week. Eric Bigger is here, y'all. Hey, how are you? Hey, I'm good. Let's. You were on Rachel's season of The Bachelorette, and then you did make a little appearance on Winter Games. Yeah, it lasted a week. And then VIP, you had a big appearance there. Oh yeah, that was a that was a triangle offense over there. You know that that was exactly what it was. It, it happened the way I thought it was going to happen, but my producers at the time didn't want to believe me. So season five of BIP, we will talk all about that. But I do want to ask you about you before the show. So like career, dating, what you were up to before you did the Bachelorette. Before the show, I was hustling. <laughs> I was personal training. Working at a nightclub as a door guy, and I was doing Uber. And on the side of that, I was selling water machines. Kangen, shouts out to Kangen Water. Alkaline Water, 9.5, right? Uh, Dating-wise, I really wasn't dating that much. Okay. Uh, I was very, like, focused. I might have had a few flings here and there, a few hookups, you know, but nothing, like, too serious. Uh Uh-huh. I was just trying to figure me out. I mean, living in Los Angeles, single guy trying to understand life, trying to pay bills and find your way. It's hard. I mean, I was making decent money, but I was just so burnt out. It was just like, I can't keep doing this. So that show kind of took me 10, it was gone for nine, 10 weeks and my life changed. So I came home to a different, I came home a different person and to a different life. So it, it worked out. This was not a plan, but do you have any like crazy Uber stories? I don't, you know what? I didn't really attract too many drunk people, honestly. Nice. I probably had like, I remember one young lady, she uh, went to UCLA and I think I picked her up from like a dorm or something. I was taking her home. She threw up in my car <gasps> you know, in the backseat. Mm. Um, it wasn't bad. Like she felt so good. I'm so sorry. I was like, look, I've been there. I get it. It's all good. There's a cleaning fee or something, right? That you have to pay if you yeah, go in you someone's do. car? I think, yeah, I forgot. I didn't get it that time, but you have to acknowledge it within the hour i don't know it was it didn't work but it's cool i get it i was in college i got drunk and threw up many a time so same nice about it though right she was nice about it i'm so sorry she was crying i'm like it's okay like don't worry about it like it's cool (laughs) poor girl okay then your casting process how you were spotted because everyone's story is so different yeah uh so i have a good friend um her name is aisha cole she actually owns and ceo of slutty vegan in atlanta it's like biggest vegan fast food spot in america and they're everywhere but anyway she's a good friend of mine from baltimore we went to high school together and when i moved to la in 2010 i ran into her in like a club and we, we connected and she was in LA for like two years after I got here. Then she moved to New York, but she reached out to me, a uh, text message, a screenshot of a Facebook casting for The Bachelor. Wow. Would you want to do this? I'm like, sure, why not? Let's see what it's about. And then her friend, Thea Washington, shouts out to Thea because she was casting for the show. Um, and from, from there, I went on the interview and 
the rest was history. I did get into it with Elon, though. We got into it. Like, at the, what's the LA casting week when you got to meet everyone? Me and him got into it. How? What? I thought I effed up. What do you mean? So, you know, when they, when they you know, put you in a room with all the producers, 15, yeah. 20, I don't know how many they were at the time. And they're like challenging you. So, Louis was there. Shouts out to Louis. And we spoke of Roscoe's chicken and waffles. And so I said, Roscoe chicken and waffles is disgusting. I hate it. It's not good. It's fake. It's so Louis loved it. He's like, no, I love it. It's great. So Alon goes, do you think he's wrong? I'm like, no, I don't think he's wrong. That's his perspective. That's his truth. That's what he feels. He's like, but you don't like it. So how is he, his perception of the fool right? Like he was going back and forth. I was like, because that's his truth. Like we were just going at it. And I was, he was trying to get me to like waver and kind of bend. I'm like, nah, I'm sticking to what I believe in. So no, nah, he's right from his perspective, but I don't like it. So I would have never guessed you were going to talk about chicken and waffles. Me either. Yeah, because I think the question was, tell me an experience where someone did something or something you didn't like or you anticipated. I think the other one was like, time, I was talking to a girl, and she kind of ghosted me or stood me up. And, and along, like, did you get mad? I was like, I was mad in a moment, but I forgave her. Yeah. So you just let her come back around? I was like, not really. It's just I dealt with her differently. <laughs> so we just had a lot of banner, and it was... Now today we're like close friends, so it's funny. Had you like watched the show at all before? Not at all. I just knew it was romance and dating. Oh, what is this? The bachelor. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people who go on this show are kind of like, I don't know, hopeless romantics, or they're like, I could fall in love in the most ridiculous way. Like, what was your attitude heading in? Were you like, okay, this you know, could be fun. I was more curious about why, why me? Like, why am I here? What is the universe trying to orchestrate in this moment? True. Why am I here? I'm on this show for what reason? Mm -hmm. Am I here for the right reasons? And so <laughs> I was just curious from that perspective of my intentions was like, why? I need to figure that out. And, you know, it took me on a crazy, wild, different journey and it changed my life. And I think because I was open to it, you know, I had got, I think week three, mm -hmm. kind of start figuring out the layout of the show and what's going on. I was like, oh, okay, I see what's going on. <laughs> and so I figured out how to be more into the show without analyzing and trying to dictate what was next, you know? Yeah. So, it was good. Well, then, okay, as someone who had never seen the show, like, what was your impression of the first night, which I think is like one of the craziest nights ever? Oh, it was a little intimidating, honestly. Not intimidated like I was afraid, but I've never been in a space where there was all these alpha males. They got their mm -hmm. together. They look good. And, and we're just all going for one girl. And so I didn't know what to anticipate or expect. So for me, I didn't drink the first two or three hours. Okay. And after that, I was like, oh, I need to drink because this is weird. <laughs> I just had to start drinking. I had to kind of yeah. loosen up. Did you start drinking before talking to her or? After. Nice. Okay. You know, I think my first question was like, <laughs> I was going deep from the jump. The first <laughs> question I asked Rachel was like, um, what's your biggest fear? And why do you want to get married? Something like that. And they pulled her right after that question. And then as the show went on, my producer's like, chill like say that for night time. like you're like going deep fast i was like yeah i'm trying to get this out the way i didn't even know if i'm here for the right reasons because you do you want me do you like me 
Because if not, I can leave. That was just fear coming in, afraid of love and running from love my whole life. So When you were casting, did you know that it was Rachel? I knew a week after. Okay. So the, the thing about Rachel and I, our experience has been very different than anybody on that show. Got casted and I was training in the gym in North Hollywood. I ran into Rachel Lindsay before I saw her on the show. So I saw her before anybody. What? Yeah. People who know them, they know, but some people don't know that. So I remember because uh, my birthday is March 9th. I left for the show March 13th. So it was the week of, oh, I think it was a Friday before that Monday because we left that, that Monday. Okay. And um, I'm pulling up to the gym and I get out my car and I'm looking. She got like this red bandana on and like she's working out. I'm like, hold on. That looks like the girl from the show. Like, what the? What? I'm like, oh, shit, that's her. I was like, wow. I called my boy like, bro, Rachel Lindsay's in here. Like the girl I'm supposed to go see. He's like, bro. He's like, you have to say something. Like you have. I was like, all right. So she comes because she was outside of the gym working out with her trainer. Um, the reason she was there is because Elon Gale gave her his trainer. He happened to train at my gym. So she finished her workout. She comes in and I look at her. I said, Rachel, you, I, I spoke to her as if I knew her. I okay. said, Rachel, you're working hard. She's like, I'm trying. I give her five. And I said, hey, by the way, I see you soon. She said, you see me what? I looked at her. I was like, I see you soon. She's like, got it. So that was our first connection, right? And then they surprised me and put me on AF. Uh, are right. after the final rose. Right. Like, boom. It's my second time. So if you go back to my season, you watch me get out the limo. When I meet her, I speak, and then I say, why do I keep seeing you? She's like, I don't know. You tell me. And then that was like my third time actually in her presence, and that's, and that's the rest was the show, you know? So it was I knew the universe brought her into my life for a reason, so it, it helped me become more of a man and develop, and it was good. So, uh, shouts out to Rachel. Love her. Yeah, I met her family. Whoa, buddy. Hometowns were not easy. Jeez, they were drilling me. Drilling oh. me, drilling me, killing me, Smalls. <laughs> what was the hardest question? This is bumping way forward, but hometowns, nervous. Hardest question from the family. I mean, that I was like, I was like drained, like. I was like, oh, no, I want to be in this family. <laughs> it was just so much, you know? It was just like, God, really? yeah, what's going on? Um, I can't remember. I just remember the energy. Yeah. And I think her cousin and her sister was harping on, like, well, how do you feel she has male friends? And, da, 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 da. and I'm like, I'm, trust me, I'm not an insecure man. So I didn't say it in that manner, but I know they kept, you know, saying or speaking on that topic. Huh. And then, you know, so what do you do? And. Well, you know, I'm guessing the economic thing came in. But the surprising thing was I got along with her dad and her mom the most. And she was like, what? My dad? I'm like, yeah, we actually hit it off. Like, that's my guy. Because I guess my my backstory and my upbringing, you know, coming from Baltimore, um, raised by a single mom, and the men in my life were in the streets. And, you know, he's a judge. And so he knows that demographic and that, you know, that energy. He's like, how did you do it? And I don't ever really spoke on this in detail. And like when he was asking me that in the moment, I could have cried. It wasn't that he asked me, it's how he asked me. And he made me think about 
damn, I came a long way. Yeah. <laughs> How did I do? Right? How did I? And the only thing that I could tell them was basketball. Like basketball literally was my life, saved my life, gave me life, gave me identity. And he's like, he said, he said it three times. He said, you're so remarkable. You're so remarkable. And I was just like, huh? You're so remarkable. Like, what? I don't even know this guy. So I was kind of like shocked, like, damn, like, okay. All right. <laughs> it was a lot. Oh my but yeah, God. I had a different experience than a lot of people. So it was fun. Well, so I saw him at the wedding, which was great. And, you know, we all. Oh, you went to the wedding? Yeah, it was the wedding. And then her uncle went to college with my aunt at Harvard. So it's, yeah, so that's why I said she was meant to come in my life for a purpose. Like it was deeper than just the show. It was, it was a lot. Yeah. I'm learning so much. The therapist on the show at the time was saying she was shocked that I went home. I was like, yeah, I do too. She's like, y'all, y'all remind me of like y'all was best friends. I was like, yeah, we had that vibe. It was good. We had a really good, the TV didn't get to see what we kind of like established and created. I mean, it was fun. It was cool. It was like, Rachel, like, I get it. I love you. I care about you, but I want you to be happy. If you don't pick me, I'm not going to be upset. I understand what I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> was I disappointed? Yeah. But it wasn't like, oh my God, it's the end of the world. It's just, this is your show. Really? You have yeah. to make your best decision. At what point did you feel like, I mean, I, I don't know if I ever really felt like this, but like her quote unquote, like boyfriend or whatever, or that she was your girlfriend, like Baltimore. Okay. She, cause she ran up and she jumped in my arms. I was like, Whoa, the run and jump. It was like, and then I had, I had grew my hair out. Right. Cause most of my season I was clean shaven mm-hmm. and I grew my hair. She's like, Oh, oh my God. Your hair, your face. Blah, 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 blah. Yolan, all the producers was freaking out. Cause we went, we were, we were in Dallas and then I went back to LA to mm-hmm. kind of like repamper myself. Yeah. Oh, shout out to Eddie. He was with me the entire time. And then I was like, you know what? All the other guys are not shaving their face. I let my hair grow. Yes. And it actually was a revenge beard as they like to call it. <laughs> but it was great. And it, uh, you know, she loved it. And, you know, I guess it added some edge. Girls love edge. We love an edge. I learned that late in life because. Before, I was just a nice guy. I'm so nice. I thought I was too nice. And I was like, they're not giving that up to you, brother. I'm sorry. Stop. I need you to be edge. Challenge me. Oh, my God. Yes, I need to be challenged. I say that all the time. (laughs) Okay, so, like, you obviously were final three. And so you were presumably at the point where you were, like, quote, unquote, falling in love or in love or whatever. Like, what's what's it like falling in love on The Bachelorette? Uh, it's like Nirvana. It's like it's just beautiful. It's like can't even explain. It. It's like a happy, subtle feeling. I remember um, we had uh, what was it uh, fantasy suites, mm-hmm. and Eddie at the time was like, "Oh, you got to do B roll afterwards." I'm like, "We can do whatever, whatever we want. I'm happy. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I'm good." <laughs> so it was just this blissful joy that mm-hmm. was very subtle, but it felt good, and it wasn't. Because I had this perception of what I thought falling in love or being in love was. It's going to be this grandioso, big thing. Oh, my God. It's like, it wasn't like that. It was very subtle. It felt good. And, you know, I knew I fell in love because not only did things change within me, but body parts changed on me. <laughs> right? Like, I was really in love. Like, man, eyes changed. But I was just like, yo, this is different. So, it was good. I needed it. Actually, I think it healed me from a lot of my trauma 
from growing up, not getting that love I wanted, yeah. at least from my mom. So it was it was a healing experience for me. So I'm thankful. I'm thankful for the the love and the show. Aww. Okay, so like I knew who my bachelor was gonna pick. I think like pretty early on. Like at any point, were you like mm, Brian? Gotta watch out for Brian. <laughs> or was there anyone else? Brian was always the front runner. He got the first impression roles. Mm-hmm. We already knew he's gonna be final, regardless. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a given. He's there. Okay. Peter was there though. We knew that there was some liking to Peter. Okay. I knew two weeks before the final that I was going home. My intuition told me. I didn't want to believe it, but I knew I was going home. Um, mm. But yeah, it was between, and Brian and Peter didn't really like each other. They did not have a liking. And it wasn't strong dislike. It just, they didn't like each other. You know, it wasn't like it was like, I feel like it was more Peter than Brian, but they definitely didn't vibe mm. like when we were together um, as much as they could have. But anyway, uh, I just knew Peter was, it was like this. You know, when you have someone confess their love to you, mm-hmm. like Brian and I had already confessed our love. We love you, Rachel. Peter was the only one who didn't. So usually as a human being or individual, you usually gravitate to the one that was giving you the most challenges. Mm-hmm. Why are you not loving me? Or why, you know? And so I, I feel like that was mm. part of Rachel, like, you know, wanting to see like what's going on. But deep down, we already knew Brian was a winner. Like, come on. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, he got the watch. I was like, oh, he got the watch. <laughs> I gave him the watch in Switzerland. I was jealous. <laughs> I was, I, I forgot about that. He got the watch. I was just like, you know, yeah. she said money. So, yeah, we know it was Brian, but we knew Peter was a strong case in, in the end. So, well, did you know, like, did Peter ever give you the guys any, like, inclination that he was struggling with, like, a proposal or, like, an engagement? Or was that just something that was kind of reserved for Rachel? No, he didn't really struggle. I mean, he was clear. He's like, I'm, I'm definitely not proposing. Like, I'm not, um, basically he was like, I think when he went to the house to see the family, I don't think he asked for the, for her hand in marriage. He was just like, no. you gotta be my girlfriend first, right? I'm not. But did you guys think that was stupid? I mean, like, conceptually. I mean, I couldn't say it was stupid because that's his life. It's his perspective. I respect it because that's how he felt. Yeah. Because if he would've did the other thing and proposed and did not really be into it, then he would've got backlash for that too, right? Right, So. true. I just think for the premise of the show, yes, it didn't make sense. Why would you go that far and not do it? But at the end of the day, you have free will. Mm-hmm. You do as you please or how you feel. So I think that's what it was. And it didn't go down. That was a tough episode to watch. Mm-hmm. And Brian's the man. Shout out to them. Okay, so you're at the rose ceremony. You, you had kind of alluded to this. But at the point where she's like, can we go talk? You're like, okay, I'm, I'm done. Right? Like, I'm yeah. going home. I was shocked, though. But because it, that was the first time in the entire season that I wasn't anxious or nervous in a role ceremony. Any other time, I was like, shook feet. I'm like, ah. mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I ain't going home. I'm good. When I went home, I was like, Chris Harrison say, okay, Eric, say your goodbyes. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, huh? No. What? And the therapist of the show was like, everybody was shocked I went home, though. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah, people were shocked. I was shocked. I was like, I could see if I didn't win, but I didn't think I would go home. I felt like I had a lot of momentum. I felt confident. And uh, it was good, though. Like, we even, yo, Rachel, 
We even we danced at them. We joked. Yeah, people didn't get to see that on camera. So it was just like I was like, "You sure you don't want to get in with me?" You know, like they don't show that. <laughs> they didn't show that. It was just like making fun of it. So wait, I want to hear more. So what was it? I mean, obviously we saw you sitting on the bench and you had a really good attitude about it and blah blah blah. But like I want, yeah. So you guys were hanging out, laughing about everything. Well, as the walk, the walk of shame. You know. Oh yeah, to, I know it. To the drug, you know, it was. It was fun. We was dancing. Hey, you know, I was joking. I think I told our lover or something like that. And I'm like, you sure you don't want to get in? It was cool. It wasn't as devastating as it might have seemed for me because I had already got my intuition and already told me weeks prior. I just didn't think that timing made sense to me to go home, but it was all good. Yeah, you had a really good attitude. One of the best I've ever seen. You just were like, okay. I don't, like When we get upset on something like that, that's your ego. I didn't have no ego about it because I knew what I signed up for. It wasn't like I was blindsided by like, oh, my God, you're not picking me. You're picking these other guys. Like, I literally know the space I'm in, the show, what it takes. How can I really be upset? Shit, I went to six countries. True. You had a great experience regardless. And you got to go to their wedding, which is amazing. Wow. They invited me, though. It was like, I can't not go. Of course. I would have gone. Yeah. Are there any, like... Speaking of things we didn't see, like any fun moments or anything in particular that you just wish that. Oh, yeah, been. yeah. No, jacuzzi. Jacuzzi. I had a friend of mine back home. Shout out to my manager. Oh, he said, he said, bro, you got to hit it with this line. So we in a jacuzzi. We popping champagne. And I'm having a good time. Mm-hmm. And I think the question was, what did I say? Um, are you bilingual? <laughs> She was like, no, are you? And I was like, yes. She said, what do you speak? I said, body language. <laughs> and she was like cracking up. God laughing. They, they didn't keep it, you know? I was trying oh. to get that moment, right? They didn't keep it, but I got a, a throw off guard with that one. So I was like, yeah, I speak body language. That's the stuff oh, I want to see and they never show us. Or the basketball game. Like I got MVP the basketball game. Uh, we won. But it made it seem like Demario won and got MVP. It was it's a lot they didn't see. I also fell off the golf cart, almost dislocated my shoulder. Oh, good. <sighs> what a long season. It's 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 like the shortest and longest thing you'll ever do in your life, I think. Yeah, for sure. Well, you okay, you've kind of answered this as well, but a Facebook question from Jen Kaiser. What was the biggest lesson he took from being on The Bachelorette? Oh, man. It's, I mean, I, I'm so thankful for The Bachelorette. It showed me how to be more of a man and more vulnerable with women. Mm-hmm. I was under the impression that if women that I've dated or even Rachel at the time, she really knew where I came from, she wouldn't like me. Because mm. I think for so long, I, you know, I put on this persona or this, this image of like, yeah, hey guys, you know, <laughs> you know, I come from a great family and we grew up in the suburbs and mom and dad is still together. At least that, I'm, I'm just giving you just a synopsis of what it could have been. So when yeah. I tell people the opposite of that, they're shocked. Like I had an interview yesterday and he's like, really? Mm. Yeah, bringing them. Yeah. And so growing up in a, you know, drug infested, negative, violent neighborhood mm-hmm. area, you know, my parents did the best they could, but I've never seen my mom and dad together. I don't mm. know what that looks like. Um, being raised by a single mom, taking care of everything she can, but I didn't get the emotional attention I wanted as a, as a kid. Yeah. So I've learned how to speak my truth and my feelings because I would just suppress them mm-hmm. and be like, I'm cool. I'm all right. There's a book. It's called Getting to I Do. 
right? Saying I do. And there's two questions. Uh, one question is, would you rather have your feelings cherished or your thoughts respected? So most men want their thoughts respected. So if you ask them how they're doing, like, oh, I'm good. They won't really ah. go into details. Mm -hmm. Most women want their feelings cherished. Mm -hmm. So then in the book there says, there's a different guy who has want both. So that, that's what I became. I want my thoughts nice. respected and my feelings cherished because when I'm sitting you down, I'm talking to you, I'm giving you the raw truth of how I'm feeling and what mm -hmm. I'm thinking. And I think I got to a point where I'm okay speaking my truth about my feelings because, you know, I'm the giver, right? I take care of everything, but I didn't know how to receive. Yeah. So if someone was trying to give to me, I just kind of shut down. Like, no, mm. I'm fine. I'm good. And really, I'm hurting. I just want to love. I want to hug. I might want to kiss. I might want you to nurture me. You know, I'm a big baby, right? Yeah, of course. That Because I didn't get it. So it scares me to open up and receive it. And now you know. I don't know. I want all that love. Come on, baby. Give me a Come big on. Hug. I got all this love to give. I want to receive it to you. Come on, please. That's so sweet. I love love. I'm a lover. I love love. So it's like, I'm very affectionate and, you know, I just love love. I'm a lover. Okay, but you didn't go on Paradise the first time around. Is, is there a reason why? It wasn't the right time. I wanted the kind of things to play out. I had went far on the show. There was a lot going on. Mm -hmm. Thank God I didn't go because that's when the scandal came out. I know. And he stopped the show. So yeah. that would have been all bad. So obviously you kind of had that reverse situation, right? Where like you go from America's favorite to the quote unquote villain, which I know all, I know that all too well. And it was all because of this love triangle between Angela and it was Cassandra, right? Yeah. yeah. Going into paradise, your attitude was like, I'm gonna, I mean, paradise is a different beast, right? Like you get to date around a little bit. Like, what was your attitude? I want to meet someone that I like that I'm attracted to. I think, I think the first girl that I saw when I got there was Tia. Mm -hmm. and I already know Tia was into Colton. And she was cool. But I was like, oh, I like Chelsea. Chelsea has a look to her. I like her. Mm -hmm. It was Chelsea. And then I think, I was like, well, maybe Crystal, because she's a trainer. Okay, right? Mm -hmm. um, and Bibiana. I actually had a conversation with Bibiana. Like, Bibiana, are we just friends or what? Because I actually <laughs> like you, but if we're just friends, we could just keep it like that. Like, I was like, I was really trying to weigh my options because I don't want to shoot my shot. And it's like denied subconsciously I mean, without me knowing. Yeah. So... You know, things go and the week goes by and I'm like, yo, it's really nobody, really. And then it's just Angela and me, like we're there. And she was great. She was cool. You know, she's Scorpio and Pisces, we water signs, we get along. So a little sweet, pretty, attractive girl, you know, so it was cool. But it was just in the, in the process of dating her or being with her, you know, the words she was giving me wasn't matching the mm. energy I was feeling from her. And I did so much to kind of convince her, like, oh, I'm into you. We were like putting out fires and writing down our fears and then setting it on fire. I made like some ice cream. Like we was doing all types of stuff. Mm -hmm. But what happened was, I think, because I did say I'm all in. And if somebody else comes in, I'm not going to date. I said that. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing what people don't know and people didn't see. We had that one-on-one -on -one date. One-on-one -on -one date was phenomenal. Rose petals all the way up to the suite. I mean, uh, jacuzzi full of like champagne bottles. We got gold wow. chocolate bars, sushi everywhere, a massage table with a pool and jacuzzi. I mean, with a jacuzzi, and I was just so thrilled off. I was just so like, huh? Mm. I, I was so upset. I was like, I wish Chris and. 
Crystal would have got this date because they mm. would have did better, in my opinion. So what happened was we're on a date, we're in our robes, it's nice, we're enjoying each other. Mm-hmm. You know, I asked a question, like, they didn't show it. I was like, I was like, Angela, I was like, I really like you, I think you're cool, but I was like, you're telling me you're into me and you like me, but I don't feel that. Mm. Like, I just don't. I feel like you're blocking, you're blocking me. You're like, you're blocking yourself. I don't feel it. She's like, no, no, I am, I am. And I was just like, you know, like, clearly I'm a Pisces, I can feel things. So I know when someone's into me, I'm not crazy. Mm-hmm. So then that was one thing. Okay, mental note taken. Okay. Then massage, right? You get opportunity to massage. Mm-hmm. So she's on a table, she has a bikini on. And she's laying down and I'm about to, you know, give her a massage. She says, by the way, be careful back there. My dad is watching. So that really threw me all the way off psychologically. I was like, why would she say that? I was like, huh? It was very weird. But see, they don't, they didn't show that. You didn't, yeah. you, you didn't experience like I did, right? Right, of course. So I'm like, okay, whatever. Cool. Whatever. You did the massage. And mind you, it's late. Right. So we have the opportunity to stay at the suite and AC with no cameras and talk about our situation. She denied it. She said, no, I'd rather go back to the beach. Um, I don't want you to think I'm like this or like that. I was like, I never even once talked about sex. Like, I'm not going to have sex. I want to get to know, like, we just where we spend at. time together in the air conditioning. <laughs> yeah. We went back to the beach at 4 a.m. So that's when Cassandra came in the next day. I'm already feeling what I'm feeling based on what I'm telling you, but America didn't get to see that. Mm-hmm. So I look crazy. I was gaslighting her or whatever, you know, I'll take the, I'll take it on the chin. And so when Cassandra got there, I was telling my producer at the time, I said, bro, I don't mind going on a date with her, but let me at least talk to Angela first. He's like, no, bro, trust me. You're good. I'm like, listen, I know people. It's going to look crazy. So I went against my intuition, went on a date. The date was cool. Got back to the beach after the date. Oh, all hell broke loose. But here's the thing. I did that because I really had to wait and see how much Angela said she was into me. Right? Because if you're into me, you're either going to fight or you're going to come closer. Mm-hmm. So that happened. And, of course, she was in tears. I was the bad guy. But she didn't fight to be with me or stay. And it was cool. I get it. We actually had a great conversation at the end uh, that we hugged it out. We had a great conversation. They didn't show it. I apologize about everything. I cleaned it up. They didn't show it. So when the show came out, I looked crazy. And I'm telling the producer, I said, this is what I was telling you on the beach. You didn't want to believe me. You kept saying I was too premeditated. I'm like, listen, I can feel things from people. I know what's going on. No one wanted to believe me. And then they actually edit like a few of like, I think one of the episodes to kind of make it okay for me because it looked really bad. And at the reunion, I had to apologize again. I'm like, I did this on TV, y'all didn't show it. So I was just like, all right, whatever. So she looked like she was, you know, the good girl and she could do no wrong. And she kept telling me on the show, slow and steady, slow and steady. Mm. We get off the show, she's right in a relationship. Mm-hmm. So I felt played, right? She used me for yeah. the job. You know, I'm not mad at it. It was just like, I would be. So. I'd yeah, be. I, was, I mean, I was mad because it was like, you played me. Like, I get it. Like, what I'm saying is, like, I was mad, but I get what she was doing. Like, because she had her first rodeo, she went home the first night. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, who doesn't want to stay on TV longer to get fo- their followers up and potentially make more money or whatever? It's, it's all love. I'm not like super mad. It just was, you told me slow and steady, you hop right into a relationship. That's not or awful. maybe she, she didn't know how to tell me she wasn't into me and she didn't want to hurt my feelings on the show. I, I mean, I looked at so many different ways that it could have went. Mm-hmm. I, for, I, I forgave her. I wasn't mad at her because what happened was we had a reunion. So my boy in LA, shout out to Tyler Dickinson. You know, he runs Tile Group. I was like, yo, let's go get, let's go get food. Let's get bottle service. Like I want to like, let's, I'm, this is where I live. So we had food at Tile that night. And then we went to Avenue and we partied. So then I see a guy, a dude come in. Like it's a big dude. I was like, his guy looks familiar. And it was Clay. Mm. It was Clay from the show. And then he was at our table. And I was just like, what's going on? He's like, oh yeah, they talk, they're dating. I'm like, oh, I see. Right? So in my mind, it was, uh, I had got over it, like, because it was like September, right? Mm-hmm. We finished filming in June, yeah. end of June, but it was just like, got it. I see where you at with it. Cool. Mm-hmm. And um, it was love, but I saw everything unravel after the show and it didn't bother me. It was just like, I had, because this is what I realized about reality TV. You can take it so personal, but you mm-hmm. have to understand it's business at the end of the day. Yeah. So you're going to get your feelings hurt or you might not. So you can be in your feelings and feel entitled or you can just understand the nature of the beast and keep it moving. And so that's what I did. I just took my notes. I'm like, okay, I remember. I see. Got it. Cool. At any point where you, I brought this up, but in the discussions of being The Bachelor ever? Yeah, 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 yeah. So actually, Alon at the time reached out to me. I met him in, uh, uh, was it Century City, Santa Monica? We talked about it, and I think the option was one year it had two bachelors, and I, I guess the girls or contestants picked who would be the actual bachelor. Okay. So I was in that type of discussion. Um, I told him, let's rock and roll. I'm ready. Let's get it. And I was in New York doing press, and on my way back to LA, get on a plane, I see, all right, mm. it's the new bachelor, 8 a.m. in the morning. While I was in New York, because people was like, oh my God, is he going to Good Morning America? Because I was in New York at the time. And I was actually getting on the plane back to LA and then I saw the news. I was like, got it, cool. But I already understood why, like their demographic, their fans, their audience, like I would have did the same thing. Like, because it's like, it goes back to what I said, it's business at the end of the day. As African-American male, black male, whatever, you know, you can feel entitled, you can take it personal, you can get mad, but at the end of the day, it's about that bag, baby. It's about business. I hate that. But it's reality, right? It's like this. I always tell people, if, if it was a predominantly black show and the guy who was at the end was a white guy and then they didn't pick him to be the bachelor, but then they picked the black guy, he probably would be upset, but the audience can relate to that guy better. That's just what it is. So, I mean, my life changed. Like, what am I really upset about? I'm happy just to be in a discussion. Mm-hmm. So I always took the good from it and it said, if it come, it come. If not, I'm not waiting on it. I'm going to just continue to live my life. You're a better person than I am. That's for sure. What sign are you, by the way? I'm an Aries. Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, dang. Okay, what, is, what does that mean? Because <laughs> I don't know. You're dominant. You're fired. You want what you want. You ain't going to wait on no one. You can lack patience sometimes. And you just like, let's go. What are we doing? Like, huh, let's go. Mm-hmm. Need you make a decision. Need you be a man. <laughs> Step up or leave me alone because I don't have time for this and I really don't right. care. 
You're too afraid. Why are you acting so nervous? Just hug me, kiss me, stop acting like something. <laughs> okay, well then speaking of astrology, so there's a girl who is a also an astrology nerd, she says. Um, she's a Pisces sun, Virgo moon, Libra rising. So she wanted you to talk about how you got into astrology, how you use it in your daily life, and what your big three are. I'm a Pisces, March 9th. My moon is Sagittarius, and my rising is Libra. Um, years ago, I've just always been fascinated about people mm-hmm. and studying them and trying to understand them. Like, how is this person so great? How is this person worth a hundred and something billion dollars? Like, who the hell are you? What right. are you doing? What's in your damn chart? Like, I need to know. <laughs> so I was doing research. And I knew like, oh, I'm a Pisces. Then I was like, oh, but I'm a moon Sag and I'm a rising ascendant is Libra. Like, what does that mean? And then over the years, just get curious. Like, I'm like, oh, wow, well, this makes sense. No wonder I keep attracting these people. So it was just one of those just being curious and wanting to know more about me, really breaking me down. Because I knew I had this thing about me that I didn't understand. Like I had a lot of energy. I knew my thinking was different how I approach things, my attitude. So I was like, let me go deep dive. And mm. I got a lot of answers, even my childhood. Like the really? emotional abandonment part was in there. Uh, being on TV, like a lot of it was in your chart. Like I try to tell people, study your chart. It will make sense. And so right. now I got so much information. When I meet someone, I'm like, oh really? my God. I met someone like a few weeks ago. We were having a discussion and they were telling me their planets and their signs. I was like, Okay, I get it. I see why you're here. I see why you're in front of me. Well, like, okay, I have a girlfriend in class who is also very into this stuff. And she keeps, she's like, can you find, look at your birth certificate and get me that your time of birth so that I can do your charts. And she sends me this whole document. And I'm like, I don't have time. So maybe you can write me like a little synopsis of what, what my dealio is. Um, and, she, you know, she she goes on dates and she, like, talks about this shit with guys. And I'm like, do guys show interest in that? Or are you just, like, going on and on about this astrology stuff? I am. Because I can sh- – I already know. If I if you, if you I know certain signs in a person's planet, I already know what type of person they are. Really? So while we connect. Hell yeah. Well, well like, what yeah. if you're on a date with someone and you're like, okay, what's your sign? And they're like, I don't know blah blah and you're like oh we're not no i wouldn't i wouldn't even i wouldn't even go further unless they wanted to like far as about knowing about their signs just like different question right okay. are you into astrology are you into numerology i would try to relate to them um actually on my show i just did uh, not too long ago uh match me if you can that was yes. my first question we're signing she's like leo I'm like oh leo fire <laughs> Rah, you know you know, it's a relatable conversation or question. I suppose. Uh, I don't. I don't. I don't look at them different because they're not their song. They're just not into it. I have like I've dated a lot of shitty dudes, and they've all been Taurus. So that's about all I know. Taurus is stubborn. They're stubborn. Um, they can. They're very loyal. They love money. And they love working, and they love sex. You know. So. Well, I've just heard uh, that Aries, Aries, and Taurus are like not the best. Yeah, because they clap. They yeah. clash. It's yeah. like they're the earth and you're the fire and you're like trying to like set their earth on fire and they ain't with that. Like, get out of here. What are you doing? You're trying to control their earth now like that. They're like, let me do what I need to do and then I'll get back to you. And you're like, no, we need to let this thing on fire now. Where the hell are you? <laughs> you know? Sounds familiar. But then if you got a different moon and rising sign, because 
I remember coming up, I didn't get along with Aries. I never got along. And then as I got older, I'm like, damn, I'm trying a lot of Aries. Women. Who is an Aries supposed to be romantic with? Do you know? Gemini's, they kind of get along. Aries and Gemini's get along. Okay. Because uh, Gemini's are like air and you're fire. So they're kind of like playful, right? Mm-hmm. I'm fun. Um, what else? I think I read once that I, I'm supposed to be with a Sag. Sag could work. Yeah, that could work too. They're more happy-go-lucky and adventurous and, you know, they're more free spirit. So I, I can see that. I don't really know which one that really works. I actually got to look that up. I just know I've dated some Aries and they're great. I think I, I like about Aries women, at least in my experience, which is mm-hmm. so raw with each other. Like mm-hmm. we tell each other everything. Well, okay, wait, before we talk more about dating, let's let's quickly discuss this match me if you can um, thing. So it was on MTV, right? Yes. Someone said, Chris, uh, Christina Finley, can you ask Eric about the MTV show he did, Match Me If You Can? Why wasn't it an actual show? What did he think of Ashley Mitchell? And would he ever consider doing another MTV show? Uh, it was honestly, to be quite frank, it was honestly like a, um, it felt like a little commercial, really. But we yeah. went on an actual date. So say you and I, you're from The Bachelor. I'm from Real World Road Rules. Mm-hmm. We go on a date. Pepsi's behind it. They're push. They they're backing it. Your product placement within the show. We're just going on a casual date, you and I. So if we like each other, cool. If not, cool. There's no pressure. There's no. Ashley's dope. She's like a realist. Like we got along. We was actually like I didn't know they was gonna keep that part. We were laughing like we were, like we had like kids and they were like laughing at the same time kissing. Like it was wow. It was just like funny because it's late at night. We're yeah. tired, you know. We're like. Ugh. Yeah, we can kiss or whatever. But she's she's dope. She's actually working right now because she's consistent on um, MTV The Challenge. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, if, it, if the show makes sense on MTV, of course. Viacom is a big uh, brand and company. So I'm open if it makes sense for my life. But the cool thing about that show is the Alon was the EP of that show. No way. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Adam was the producer and Julie. They were producers on that show. What? So I had my bachelor folks on there. Yeah, that's why I did it. it that, that made it easy for me to say yes. Uh, specifically, there's a few people wanting you on the challenge. So I know people want me on a challenge. <sighs> Ashley, she, Mitchell yeah. asked me to do what I do. And I'm like, <sighs> what do you mean? My, body, my body's already banged up. I don't need to be banging up even more. You're fit. Like, you got to take advantage well, yeah, but I am not 23. I'm 33. It's a big difference. Okay. Right? You gotta, That's... You gotta res- but it's like, I got injuries too. I dislocated my shoulder. So my shoulder's off, my wrist. Like I played ball in college. So I'm kind of banged up low key. And I'm not really pressed to be competing for some money physically. Like, that's what I didn't like so much about The Bachelor that I was like, damn, why you putting all the black guys in all the physical competition? <laughs> you know? Like, God damn. I was in mud wrestling, basketball, you know. Like, I don't want to always have to, you know, use my body to compete on the show, but I get it. I mean, my body and my physique, I'm a fitness trainer. Why wouldn't he? They just wanted you so. without your shirt on. Like, duh. Ah, yeah, shirts off, baby. Well, I like this question. I don't know what this is, but I'm going to ask you. Someone said, as a Marylander living somewhere else, how much Old Bay are you using, and is it easy to find? Old Bay is not easy to find, and I haven't used Old Bay in probably like probably six, seven years. What is that? It's like a season. It's like you know, season all, season salt. Yeah. Old Bay is like a Maryland known seasoning. 
that's really good on crabs and crab cakes and just Ooh, seafood. Nice. Okay. It's really good. I thought it was like a deodorant or something. Yeah, like Old Spice. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that's the one. Oh, my God. Whoops. Okay. Smart. All right. Last little thing before we talk about your positive mindset is is dating. Are you dating? What's happening with that? Man, I wish I was dating. I'm not dating though. No. I probably take a break from women. Oh, okay. I'm, like, I'm on like a 90 day cleanse. Nice. Okay. In your yeah. ideal world, you would date or be with someone like from the reality space. Well, I just want somebody in that space that kind of got something going on. Like I would have more, has something invested. Not the people I'm dealing with don't have anything invested in their life. It's just my life is more public. Mm -hmm. So everything is publicized, especially if I get in a relationship and people find out, oh, baby. Like they even, you know, shouts out to Ashley. They're asking about us now. Hmm. It's tough, but that's the price you pay. I've liked fading out into nothingness. So you've been dating or what? No. Really? Nobody? Nobody? I don't go on dates. I might go on like four dates a year. I like I like taking girls out to dinner. Like I love that. But then I realized lately, like I got to stop doing that. I'm just taking the wrong ones out. They show up. I'm like, oh my goodness. <laughs> you don't look anything like your page. Oh God. I'm on Hinge and I go on like every two weeks, but I never respond. You got to get on right. I've been rejected four times. Literally rejected my ass. Okay, last thing. Let's just talk about you and your like freaking positivity and your transformation, <laughs> all your good energies. Like, what did you do? What can I do to be more positive, transformed? I don't know. Just like you. You got good vibes. All your captions are all, like, happy. It's shit. work, man. Like, it's, it's so much work that. It's not that it's hard, it's just tedious work, right? Yeah. So every morning I have a system that I, I'm in, you know, partake in when I get up, mm -hmm. meditate, I pray, affirmations, gratitude statements. I might put on some binormal beats or some healing frequency. So every morning I have this phase that I'm in mm. every day. And so that kind of gets me kickstarted for the day. That kind of warms my engine up. Mm -hmm. um, but you got to find something that relates to you that, and I also work out, right? So I'm doing all these things to stimulate my mind, my body, and my yeah. soul. And with exercise, if they say uh, uh, motion changes emotion, right? When you move your body, you change the emotions you're feeling within it. And that's a lot of people are like, well, I don't want to be all cut up in us. It's not about that. It's about feeling good. Move your body to feel good. Of course, you want to look good, but that's not what it's all about. Mm -hmm. So that's something to take away. I think you should journal. You should definitely meditate um, and do what you love. Also, I mean, this might be too, TMI or might be a little bit explicit, but I think people should, you know, if they find someone at no point, y'all should, people should try to have love, make some love, make love. Yeah. Love making, like, what the heck? Woo! Everybody out here like, oh, you need to go have some healthy sex with somebody you, you care and trust about. You trust, right? Because uh -huh. that increases your vibration. At least understanding your sexual energy and using it in a proper manner, because you got sex transmutation as well, right? Um, sing, dance, laugh, like do what makes you happy. Like I, I just think as adults, we always like I don't like that. That's too like listen, 
We all know what happens when we get behind closed doors. Maybe <laughs> you guys have drinks and you know what happens. What they want on The Bachelor? They want to see the guy kiss the girl. Oh, my God. You know, like, that's like, come on, like, be human. Like, make love, you know? Yeah. Cuddle. Do it. Like, have fun. Like, enjoy living, man. There's so much stuff that goes on that just tear us down. Mm. And that's why I would say people in the inner city where it's tough, the reason they have a lot of kids, you mm. know, some in some areas, is because their only joy comes from sex pleasure yeah everything else they're stressed out they can't figure it out that's just that heals them shut out you know they want to have sex yeah i think all those things those intangible things and that one physical thing and love yourself more you know it's really simple it's just complex because we're not programmed or conditioned to do these things that's why i wrote this book you know i know that okay that was then talk about your book because that was my last thing change your mindset change your energy change your life shouts out to chris randon we wrote that over the pandemic, 28 days, reclaim your power, self-help workbook. You got four weeks, four phases to go over to transform your life. And it's steps. You got everything in there from taking cold showers to brushing your teeth with the opposite hand, um, cleaning and making your bed as soon as you get up, drinking water as soon as you get up. It's all these life hacks to kind of uh, get you to a higher being or higher uh emotional state it's on amazon you guys can go get it and check it out yeah but you just got the hardest work we're doing life is on ourselves and i think that's what we run from we run from our ourselves all the time because we're afraid i don't like that about myself i don't like my shadow self i don't like that i like this kinky stuff i'm into this weird stuff no it's okay <laughs> just understand why that's what makes you you like because i only said it because i was that way mm. and i started to embrace all the things i didn't understand but now they make sense this has been truly fascinating. I feel like I could make a massive life change starting today. Okay, so everyone needs to read your captions for transformation and positivity. So say your social <laughs> media, tell us your Instagram and all that stuff. Yeah, just Eric Bigger, E-R-I-C-B-I-G-G-E-R. -E and then Twitter, follow me on Twitter, Eric <laughs> underscore Bigger. Um, but that's it. Email me, ebiggerinquiries. You got opportunity. Uh, I definitely want to get back to New York. I love New York. Um, oh, yeah. But yeah, that's it. That's all. All right. Oh, yeah. I got a quote book out, too. 100 Days of Wisdom. It's on Amazon. Go get it. Physical copies are coming soon. I appreciate you so much. You're the best. I'm surprised I've never met you. I know. But, yeah. Good talking. I appreciate it. Good talk. Talk later. All right. Have a good one. Bye.